Is like a um a group of Counting Crows fans called a murder? I like that. <laughs> Call in, internal smirk. Yeah, <laughs> made me internal smirk. I want to get that checked out by your primary physician. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of First Issue Club. My name is Greg Licktie, one of your co-hosts. I'm here with Michael DeStacy. Hey, Caitlin Licktie. Hello. Today we'll be covering Crow. Hark the Herald. Is that what it is? Hark yes. the Herald. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's slightly ominous, isn't it? It's ominous and, and yet festive? Filled with Yuletide. Correct. <laughs> so I'm I'm confused yet inspired? <laughs> Perfect. We'll, we'll get into that later. We're also going to be covering Killadelphia. Um, my vote for best title of a comic book 2019. Hell yeah. What a name. Killadelphia. It was also a rap album, I'm pretty sure. And I think some like metal... Things too. So the, yeah. Well, obviously the name has been used oh, before. Lamb of God. Yeah. It was a metal band. Oh. And they had an album called Philadelphia. Makes sense. Yes. Metal band Philadelphia. Or it was like a on the road documentary or something. Well, either something way, let me like guess. That. The show was in Philadelphia. <laughs> well, it all relates to like the high number of murders that occur in the city, right? Oh, see, I didn't know that. Was is Philadelphia known for like a high murder rate? Well, it's known for brotherly love, but <laughs> after my that, bullet loves your skin. After that murder, yeah. <laughs> Two no, things Philadelphia for is known first for: for brotherly love, though. Rocky <laughs> and murder, love and murder, <laughs> in that order. It's us, Chicago and Kansas City. We're known for murder and our overly politeness. Um, okay, well, before we get into the episode, I have one little tidbit for you and the viewers. Um, we talked about it before the episode. I wanted to bring it up because it's kind of a just a mind-boggling fact that I found. Uh, recently, at an auction house, Marvel Comics, number one, came out in 1939. Marvel yeah, Comics, number one, sold for $1.26 million. Now, this is a graded comic. It's a 9.4 out of 10, which there's only like maybe less than five, 9.0. Who, Marvel Comics number who one. Who kept that? Like, I just. It's mind boggling, right? <laughs> what was the journey of that book? So I guess it's only okay. So the 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 myth of it is a mail carrier bought this from a store in 1940, uh-huh. and it's only changed hands once or twice. So these, it's only been owned by like three different people. Yeah, and it's been just kept in pristine condition. Wow. Obviously, if it's a 9.4, and it's from 1939. They must have kept that thing in a goddamn safe. Well, yeah, yeah, and just like what kind of foresight to be like, this is something that I have to preserve. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Back then, like comic books, you just threw them away. Or right, it was you, just like any other magazine yeah. off the shelf. Yeah, it was just, you know, something the kids collected, yeah. really. Or just something you've never see- seen before, don't know like anything to compare it to, like what, what yeah. even is this thing? That's like if my mom kept all of her Better Homes and Gardens like in mint condition. <laughs> if like, it was the first Better Homes and yeah. like the first magazine yeah. that ever came out. Don't fucking touch it. About that. <laughs> this is going to pay for your college. <well, you just went through um, a family member's I did. My, my Uncle Mel's. 
Oh, that's why really? I, that's why I called you that one day. Oh yeah, um, did you tell him? No, I haven't told oh, him. Oh my yet. goodness. So my uncle inherited some comic books from his brother. Okay. That um he didn't really know what they were and he wanted me to look at them because he knows I do this thing. And he yeah. knows some about it. You yeah, know, he used to read them. He, he used to read yeah. them with his brother. And so I went down there because we were we were visiting them the the other week and I was like, well, in my head I'm like, it's probably gonna be shit. Yeah. Like nine you times don't want to get someone's hopes up. Mm-hmm. No. Oh yeah. And like nine times out of ten when someone's like, hey, look at these comics, these old comics I got, they're fucking garbage. Yeah. He had like early Amazing Spider-Man's in there, like oh. five, six. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, and, no way. And you're gonna pass out. <laughs> he had them just in bags, like in a Tupperware thing, like crunched oh together. Oh my god! And I was like, Mel, Mel, I'm coming back with bags and boards, and we're, <laughs> we're putting these in bags and boards. You, but fool. at least he had them in plastic bags. Like he did. they're not just out. He did, and the box had a lid on it, so like it's climate control. Yeah, and I was just like, "You need to be one hundred percent careful with this." And like he, it was mostly Spider-Man stuff, so I instantly thought of you when I was digging through this. Oh, chills! He has the second and third appearance of Doc Ock. Wow. The first appearance of Craven. Wow. And they're just like hanging out in this bin, and I was like, <laughs> "Like, yeah." He came up, and he was just like. Well, I mean, it's like um, I'd seen a ghost. <laughs> yeah, and he was pretty. He played it pretty cool because I think he was just wanting to like orient. Yeah. I mean, we're by no means trying to buy these off of him. We're just trying to help him understand yeah. what he has. Yeah. If I mean, you know, whatever. Yeah. But I know what you mean. It, but it was just to find what it was and see yeah. if it was worth preserving and just help him figure out if he wants to keep collecting or what it, what it. Yeah. You know how to move forward from there. But he was like pretty calm about it. When we got in the car, he was like, "I gotta call Mike. <laughs> I gotta call him right now. Yeah, tell him what I just held in my two hands." And I hadn't gone through the whole box yet, so I don't even know what else is on the bottom or anything. Good God! So, but like that's the, so. Getting back to the selling for one point two million dollars. <laughs> oh, hang on though. Okay. Do you want to oh. go with me the next time I go over? Yes. <laughs> you can come with me if you want. I do. I think you would. I don't think you'd have a problem with that. No, my uncle Mel would like probably love that. What kind of shape are they in? They're in decent shape. Okay. They uh, all creased the co- all covers. The... Not really. Oh, cover... not really creased. <laughs> the covers are attached. Some of them have like tape on the binding, so like yeah. that lowers the value, obviously. Right. But I mean, the covers are look really, really good. There's oh, no stains man. on them or anything. Like his his brother did love comic books. Um. So, so he probably he did he did he did care for them, them, but um. Yeah. If you want to go with me, the next time I'll go, I'll let you yes. know. You can come with me. Yes. Because <laughs> it's fun just holding those. You're just like, oh totally. my God. Like, yeah. These are amazing. Spider-Man. Hey. <laughs> uh, but do you think that sets like a weird precedent for people who don't collect comic books? Like seeing that this comic sells for 1.2 million? Yeah. They're just, they're just like, oh, I'll start collecting comics. Well, yeah, that's a so few and far between. And you're not, you're probably not going to get that if you follow the stories that you like or no, the stories no, no. and the runs that are coming out now. Mm-hmm. So like a new jumping on point, unless there's a first appearance, which luck of the draw. You never know what's going to happen with right. those. But I do think it sets a an unrealistic precedent. Expectation. Yeah. <laughs> I always think of, I kind of think about this when I see, when something like a new Superman book comes out. Like, yeah. hey, we're like the, the Bendis run of Superman's coming out and on like CNN or in like Newsweek or something, they were like, 
notable things you might want to know this week. Like, hey, Superman, this historic character is getting rebooted again by such and such. So head to your comic book shop and pick that up. And then all these people come out of the woodworks. Right. And the the guy at my comic shop is like, sometimes these weeks are a nightmare. Like, they're really great because I sell a lot more comics than I typically would have. And oh, yeah. it's getting more people, you know, potentially back into reading comics right. on a regular basis. But at the same time, um, you have tons of people being like, oh, yeah, comics, they're valuable. I'm going to bring in this box of junk I have and in the middle of like a Wednesday when the store is just like crazy <laughs> yeah, and be like, Hey, yeah. uh, I thought you might, you know, be able to tell me like what I have here and what it's worth and yada, yada. And they're like junk. Yeah. And I think that dissuades people from continuing that practice or hobby Yeah, that you almost think like, Hey, comics are for a, reading. <laughs> a money game, right? <laughs> yeah. That like you go and you pick up the key ones and you hang on to them and um like they're the china plates or precious moments dolls that mm. That's what I was going to say. It reminds me of like um antiques or or pawn pawn shops like <laughs> Beanie especially babies. pawn yeah. stars where like you you um unless that is your business that you're doing you have to really actually be into the thing that you're collecting because yeah. half the time, more than half the time, it's not going to be 90% a financial of the time. return. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a sentimental value return. Right. Yeah. If you're not into it, don't collect them. Case yeah. in point, Mike and I will withhold buying comics because we know in a month, Midtown will have a 90% clearance sale on all the comics we want to buy. Especially the more... Uh, I always feel like a dickhead when I say something like this, but I'm like, the more Joe Everyman, that's not me. I'm special. You are. We're all special here. And you too, listener. Uh, um, here's about a comic it is a that's, that's going to, yeah, that's true. It is a club uh, <laughs> that is going to be unique or special or like this is one to pick up because something important is happening. Mm -hmm. You bet your ass they're printing a fucking million of those. Yeah, and they'll be worth dog shit. That's going to be worth zip zilch. (laughs) The things that you have no idea something important is going to happen that either gain some cultural relevance Mm -hmm. or, you know, people get behind this one character that no one thought was going to take off and then it snowballs into being... A phenomenon mm-hmm. in, in comics, those are the books that are now worth something. Yeah, and super hard to find. Yeah, exactly right. Man, I hope Glob turns into something. Yeah. Glob. Glob, come on. All those Glob first appearances we've been <laughs> buying for years. Put Glob in the MCU. Get that hashtag going. First issuers. Oh, man. Glob first appearance library. <laughs> Send your donations. We're building it. <laughs> All right. Well, with all that out of the way, let's go ahead and get this podcast started. Welcome back from that little short music break, which we all were dancing to. <laughs> uh, First up, we're going to cover The Crow, Hark the Herald, a fun festive romp for this holiday season. 
Uh, Caitlin, why don't you give us a little breakdown of what this book is? All right. So this is a story about an annual Christmas gathering of assassins and killers, but it goes awry when one of their own goes rogue and does something that they can't come back from. Like being an assassin or a killer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but not in a way. So what happens is... What had happened he, was... <laughs> he, he gets upset by this dad insinuating that you wouldn't typically find someone of his stature near a college. Yeah, he insulted his intelligence. And so that makes him so angry, he ties them up, lets them see all of the Assassin's Guild faces, mm-hmm. um, and then they have to kill these people. <laughs> Textbook. Yeah. Do you think... Natural progression. <laughs> one of the world's most uh, proclaimed assassins would have such a small ego that he couldn't handle someone saying, you probably haven't been to college. <laughs> I or think, at the very least, have an associates. I think, I think the point that they try to kind of like subtly hint at is that he's the most unstable of the bunch. Yes, he's the loosest of the cannons. He's the BB the boy. cannon party. He's the BB boy assassin. Like yeah, he's not yeah. really fully into his own yet, and obviously is the reason that they're all so pissed at him for doing like just yeah. wiling out, bringing these two people back that they have to kill now. I was so confused in essentially all of it. The rundown <laughs> that Caitlin just gave us was a uh, a tiny paragraph on the opening page of the comic that seemed very breeze over. Yeah. (laughs) Like you never would have thought to read it to be like, I'm going to get context for the thing I'm about to read. (laughs) Right. Like I thought I was going to gain that within the comic itself. Right. Not some like weird title page, hidden paragraph in a thin font that was like hard to read (laughs) that explained like, these are assassins. I get to page like, six in this and they're like some of the stuff they're saying isn't making sense Mm. and then they all pull out guns at once and I'm like what the fuck is happening (laughs) get back a few pages try to find out what I missed am I missing pages from my book I think this I think to that point the problem with this book was the flow of it and the pacing I think what they were trying to do is not give away that this girl, who I guess her name is Cecilia Wright. I have no idea about the crow. So tell me if that's a famous person in that story. I, don't know. I thought the crow was a man. Well, the crow is a man. The crow is who Cecilia Wright is being guided by. Oh, okay. He brought her back, or he's guiding her to come back and haunt and kill these people. Again, totally missed that in the story. Oh, is that from the back pages? It's from It's from something that I read online. Oh. But okay. so th- I think what Context. they were trying to do, yes, I think what they were trying to do <laughs> is not bring that spoiler in right at the beginning because obviously you should you should probably get to the point that this girl was he killed this girl. You don't find out that they that happened until you're almost done yeah. with the book. Yeah. We and sh- she's been picking them off one by one the entire time. We should probably preface this. We as a group <laughs> know zilch about the Crow franchise. It's true. So w- if you are a Crow fan, we apologize because we're probably butchering your franchise. Well, but it is I mean, something. 
I think it's fair to say that this is the perspective of the pacing of the book itself. True. Yeah. I mean, if this is supposed to be... totally. If this is supposed to be a continuation and not a new jumping on point, maybe that could have been a little... Made a little more clear. I don't know. Um, Well, actually... If this was a pre-existing storyline that, like, wound up in a one-shot... Like yeah. I would have loved to have known that, yes. or 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 for a line to have said, "This is the conclusion to yeah. series blah blah blah." Well, and if that's the case, can anyone become the crow character as long she's, as this crow is like guiding them? I don't yeah. think she is the crow. She's just being guided by whatever the spirit or whatever the force is. No, I know, but crow. like I, what I imagine is, as soon as you doff that white and black paint, <laughs> you are henceforth like that reincarnation of the crow. So I can go to a paint shop like the and Santa just be Claus. the crow. Well, no, <laughs> no. It's, what it, actually, it might kind of be like the Santa Claus. I mean, that raven. You really into kiss? No, the I'm cr- the crow now. I'm the crow, motherfucker. <laughs> Did you kill my dad? <laughs> but I feel like that crow was like a, a a guiding, like force, and so like he may be the original crow. But, like, he has given to you the knowledge of how to become the crow. Well, yeah, I mean, I assume that and anybody apparently could the be. Face paint, as long as it is bestowing upon you. I don't think she went to a Michaels after she climbed out of a lake. You don't know that. What do you think? It looked like it was like supposed to be zombie. Yeah. Like yeah. zombie. Like she was like in like flesh. a death metal band. Yeah. No, wait. Is... Go ahead. <laughs> Here's how I take this. Um, people who deserve to get revenge mm-hmm. are, are visited. S- are selected by this spirit uh-huh. of vengeance, we'll call it. Ooh. <laughs> Sound familiar? <laughs> <laughs> and then are risen from the dead. Part of that unholy ritual mm-hmm. makes them look like this weird demon thing. Yeah. Yes. Which is like, okay. they've lost all the blood from their body. Yeah. They're Corpse stark paint. white, yeah. but demonize. They have yeah. arrows that have black feathers in them. That was dope. Ooh, that was dope. Now, if we compare the "quote unquote" face paint between the original crow from the movies, I keep saying face paint to that was a very articulate way of saying how it wasn't face paint. Yeah, and by the way, no one could see my parentheticals. <laughs> I think they could probably audio. sense them. Yeah, uh, I liked her rendition more than like the original crow. Like hers she was had, like, like cool, a hoodie like and a fanny pack. Yeah, oh. and like her streakiness of like the black lines. Like she looked more ominous than uh, the quote unquote. unquote. It was like Original a crow. porcelain yeah, doll cool. mixed yeah. with that. Mixed with like uh, a cemetery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh boy. Um, so wait, so she she died, right? We're we're led to believe that yeah. she died along with her father. She was murdered. She had to. She says you killed me. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was. So here, I'm gonna be brutally honest, real quick. I did not read yeah, this. Yeah, do we, do uh, no, we no, find no, no, out no. now? No, no, no. I read, I read this front to back. I was so put off by the ending of this book, I tried to forget it as soon as I put it down. You were put it, off by the ending? It ends with, like, the 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 weakest ending I've ever seen. How? Really? She just, like, disappears. Like She turned... Yeah. Yeah. Her vengeance meant nothing at that point. This woman didn't really want to die. She just wanted to be forgiven. And the thing that she could do... That the only vengeance she could have is denying that woman the one thing she wanted. Okay. Which well, wasn't to stay alive, it was to be forgiven. So yeah. she was like, and you not forgiving you, but not killing you either. So you got to live with this shit. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah. That's kind of dope. 
okay. thought anyway. I, I Some can... people have their own opinions. Hey. <laughs> well, I didn't go to Maybe college. Maybe you don't like so... poetic endings. I do, for example. So I'll see you in a cabin later. <laughs> oh, boy. Tied to a chair. Oh, boy. Uh, anything else you want to cover from this book? I think it's fun <laughs> when non-holiday things get holiday specials specials oh my god and, and, the, the, whole... and the idea of <laughs> i love the idea of a group of assassins having like an annual christmas like we're these fucked up people who have the least normal lives of anybody uh-huh. but this is going to be our one thing that's like an nice family experience and a return to like normalcy and then we're going our separate ways and we're fucking killing people again right Uh, yeah so that as a concept itself was really interesting and then on paper if you would have said hey this is what happens Mm -hmm. and then all these people who are having a christmas party at a cabin in the woods are slowly picked off one by one by this woman seeking vengeance i would have said Sounds like a killer Christmas movie or comic book or show or whatever. Right. It's like Christmas style. I know what you did last summer. Oh, oh yeah. Exactly. Do you think this guy? Okay. I know so, you did last Christmas. So do you think this? Why did How they ever that do not that? A movie? <laughs> <laughs> Someone get Jennifer Love Hewitt on the phone immediately. <laughs> She's not doing anything. She's doing Foxes 911. Oh, oh man. she is. Now talk about a show. Oh, it's so. Funny. I think we've talked about it before. <laughs> you guys need to watch. It's nine one one. Absurd. The craziest thing I've ever seen with my two peepers. Um, <laughs> do you think this book suffered from being a one shot? I I have to say that I would have I would have been way more into delving into a little bit more of the backstory of all these assassins mm-hmm. and more of that dynamic of like you were talking like talking about like why they gather. What their lives are like. Yeah. I feel like we got got like a real Cliff Notes version of a story that Tim Seeley wanted to write. A great way to put it. And they seemed fleshed out. Like they all had their things. Kind of interesting backstories and stuff like that that you kind of gleamed from conversation. Yeah. But it was just like, oh, I just have to infer all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Why give that guy like kind of that staunch religious background if you, like, I want to know more. Yeah, Jesus. Totally. Like if this was a mini five, it would have been perfect. Yeah. She seemed like an interesting character. It was cool yeah, seeing. Yeah, totally. It was cool seeing a woman be the crow. Mm-hmm. She was, like they said, like dangerous but well educated. Yeah. Worldly. Yeah. Still, a, you know, country hometown mm-hmm. hunter, mm-hmm. but also like had a spiritual sense about her, which I think helped her in her case to uh, get crow vengeance. Ooh, yeah, she was in tune with the spirits around her. Yes, exactly. She thanked all the deers that she killed. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I do wish it was like. The more that a we're talking about all longer. these different elements of the stories and the characters, I'm just kind of bummed that we didn't yeah, get more. Yeah, right. it's a bummer. Yeah. It shouldn't have been a one shot. Jim Seeley's a good writer, too. He's an amazing we writer. We like him. The art was great. Yeah, it was good. Um, like the whole book was like good, except the story needed to be. Longer. It yeah. just suffered from the one-shot aspect yeah. of it. You think they're going to pick up the story with Jane, the lady who survives? They could. I mean, I know it's a one-shot, but... I don't know. I It's IDW, so who fucking knows? Probably <laughs> next week, it'll be the Crow and Ghostbusters. 
<laughs> and Jane. And Jane. <laughs> who's now a transformer for some reason. People are like, who is Jane? Jane goes Why is she and in she, this crossover? she goes to Glow, uh-huh. which is also oh, a thing. Which is yeah, also on right. IDW. And she wrestles for money. God. IDW, the fucking blender of comic book publishers. Yeah, big time. All right. Well, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> um, before before we go. Oh yeah. Um, if you could have anything for Christmas, I was thinking about this while I was reading this book, mm-hmm. including more abstract things like vengeance. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it never occurred to me that like I would like to like I would like for my enemies to perish for mm-hmm. Christmas. <laughs> yeah. So we can go as wild as that. Yeah, I think so. I think, and this is going to be a, a real phone-in answer, but I would like to just have full and complete, like, um, to feel complete. <laughs> like, I, every day it's just like, I always want something or, like, I always need something. Like, to yeah. have, just to be, like, completely okay with, like, where I'm at mm-hmm. and, like, I don't need to compare myself to the Joneses. Yep. Just um, Contentment. Contentment. That's what, yeah. Just like completely 100% unfiltered contentment would be like dope. Yep. And Bakugan. <laughs> What's Bakugan? It's like those little, well, they're like kind of like Transformers. Okay. But uh, you throw them on magnets and they pop out. Bakugan. <laughs> they're like metal I think Pokemon. I can make one of those happen for you, young man. <laughs> All right. I'm getting Bakugan for Christmas. <laughs> you don't think it's going to be com- the f- sense can't. of completion? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I feel completed. Oh, boy. Um. <laughs> I get completion. Oh, my God. I was, I was kind of thinking of something along the same lines, though, which is kind of funny. Just like I feel like it had. I have been a little restless, like mo- moving on, getting, getting engaged and getting married in the span of one yeah. year can really do that to you. Yes. And changing a job. And I just feel like my I'm constantly like, What's next? What's next? What I got to do? What I have to get ready for? Like, what do we need to improve our house? Like, what do we need to do this stuff? And I think just knowing what I would need to be okay in the moment would be like if I could snap my fingers and it would just appear, whatever I need to be okay in the moment would be awesome. (laughs) It's so hard transitioning from a busy part of life into a less busy part of life and appreciating it. Yeah. For sure. The go, 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 and just the human nature of being used to that, Mm -hmm. it just seems like you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing or you're not uh, doing a good job at your office if you're not just, like, working so hard. Yeah, towards something tangible, too, is a thing. I have to tell myself all the time to just, like... Enjoy the calm. Slow down and just, like... Do nothing, and that's okay. Which you may be less of now because someone got a new puppy. I got a puppy. <laughs> Adorable little Louie. Is that what you wanted for Christmas? That is what I wanted for Christmas. Yay. So, miracle received. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm over here Bakuganless. <laughs> I told you Poor I'm guy. working on it. Okay. <laughs> Do you know what also would be dope is if you had that point of view gun? From oh, from uh, Hitchhiker's Guide. I think I probably sweet. talked about this before. That's the one thing I would want. The it's most awesome. In it would, this it would world. end all arguments. Yeah. In or... war. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Just imagine I mean... an entire fleet of army men with 
point of view. Well, bends. it doesn't change your mind, but it just lets you understand that person's mind yeah. fully. Who knows? You may still be like, still disagree with you, but you would at least fully understand <laughs> how that person feels. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Well, shall we get into Philadelphia? Yes. <laughs> a, fil- uh, a, a comic book that is not holiday themed, but still very, very good. Yes. Um, Caitlin. You got us a little synopsis for what Philadelphia is? I sure do. Would you mind reading it? I would not. I'd appreciate that. <laughs> so this is, uh, the subtitle is called Sins of the Father, which is apropos. Um, the son of a well-known, dedicated detective comes home for his father's funeral and finds way more than he bargained for when he unwittingly picks up the trail of his father's last, biggest, and most deadly case. Before we get started with this. Yep. I'm going to have a couple minor, 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 minor gripes. But I just want everyone to know, I fucking love this book. <laughs> <laughs> Quick disclaimer. Before we just get into like what we, the list of things we loved about yeah. it and how good it was, uh-huh. <laughs> I think it's hard to have a really like interesting, thought-provoking conversation about things sometimes mm-hmm. when you're just like, it was so good. Yes. And that's all anyone can agree on? Yeah, right. Yeah. right. Um, yeah, so holy let's shit. get into it. Counterpoints. Okay. Counterpoints. The narrative was slightly confusing. The mm-hmm. bopping around between him and his father. Yep. They even used like uh, different colors to indicate who was speaking. Right. But I would agree. Even still, like you're trying to get oriented to that, but there are a lot of different points of view that you're being asked to follow. Yeah. And I'll give it a I'll give it a compliment and a diss in the same vein of that. The art style, while incredible and tonally mm-hmm. was just killer for the sort of story we were telling here. Right. The the style itself was dark and muddy, mm-hmm. which made differentiating characters oh, so hard. like really difficult. They had this like really cool painterly sort of stroke to them, mm-hmm. but it was for getting introduced to a handful of new characters, it was just like, who yeah. am I following? Because sometimes one face would be brought more into sharp focus, and I would be like, is that the same yeah. person? Yeah. Right. And then, like, another critique I had was the cursive writing. Holy shit. Hard to read. Hard to <laughs> yeah. read. Hard to read. <laughs> cursive when can in cursive die? It was so small, too. Yes. It was. Does elegant handwriting, but I didn't fucking mind it. A. I didn't mind it, but I got stuck on the word solace for like. <laughs> 45 seconds until I was like, yes, solace. That's what that says. <laughs> Yahtzee, got it. I can finish <laughs> reading this comic. Does uh, does it fit the character type, too, for like a 65-year-old <laughs> grizzled murder crimes unit detective to have pretty cursive handwriting in his I journal? And a journal. will make the case that it does because you do get flavors of this guy where he is – He's very gruff and abrasive with his son and with his dying wife. Yeah. But yet he is very gentle and kindred with his coworker, who's also female, and fancies himself some sort of like legendary detective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe you get that kind of narcissistic, like, oh, I can see that. I've got this. Sure. Great That's actually a great for point. For my journal. Mm-hmm. He wants to, he's so narcissistic. He's, <laughs> he's so narcissistic. He's so narcissistic (laughs) that he doesn't care about his wife or his kid that much, but he does want to preserve his legacy. 
so much so that he takes extra time with his handwriting and who he works with, his coworkers. Yeah, yeah. because even his son to say, like, the fact that he even has a journal yeah. is weird. Is out of this world. <laughs> That's a great point. I love that, like, his his legacy drives him to just document his experience and be grandiose about himself. And yeah. his legacy isn't his family is crazy. Yeah. yeah. Like it, he's going to be a person job. that's going to be hard to yeah. unravel and um, difficult for her, his son, which I love that. I love that Passing the legacy down, yes. but also yeah. the resentment between the two yes. characters. Totally. Really Watching cool. him trying to fight with that and move towards solving yeah. his case mm-hmm. while fighting with all of that. And getting buried in some real weird stuff, supernatural. This book was so fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> it was written so goddamn well. Yeah, I, I, I loved it. I loved I, it. If you told me the premise, I would be a little underwhelmed. I think because it does seem to be a little outlandish. Yeah, I almost I got so I didn't know anything about the book when I started reading it. How about you guys? Nope. Same. Okay, when you got partway through it and realized. Oh, literal vampires. Mm-hmm. Were you like, ah, yeah, a vampire story? Yeah, I was. Um, well, I thought they were going zombies for a minute. Same, like it flipped. They're like, oh, these are zombies. Oh, nope, they are fucking vampires. Yeah. Um, I was cool with it. The way they had set it up, it was like a different kind of vampire story than we're used to. Well, it, it you do kind of find out the vampire thing first, right? Like, they're hinting at that first, and I kind of got a little bit taken down from the story, but then when you add in, add back in that historical aspect, mm-hmm. it kind of swings back around to where you're like, this is different enough for me right. that I can still be you, surprised and engaged. Yeah, you need a certain amount of narrative to realize that the the vampire thing you're getting isn't crazy tropey and just another vampire story. Yeah. And a comic book being so short form, it's really, I think it's a little tough to swallow in a single issue. Like, I'm getting some really interesting character depth here. Mm -hmm. And I've been set in um, a a world that feels real with relationships that seem really real and hard. Mm -hmm. And then the, the movement into vampires stemming from one of the earliest historical figures in u.s history john adams right <laughs> was it was it his wife who had the yellow fever no i think it was him oh okay yeah he had it oh we came back from caribbean or something like yes. that. yeah something like that which to that point piggybacking off of like that narrative it was a brilliant tool to use the dad's journal as a way to move through all that content very quickly. Yes. Because you're still, you're simultaneously able to feel this guy kind of grieving, but kind of resenting his dad while reading all of this. And then slowly moving from, okay, we've gotten to unpack that a little bit. We understand that's his deal. And now he's just as shocked as we are to find out that there are vampires that have existed in Philadelphia for like... Since Ever. John Adams. Yeah. <laughs> and just as soon as the son thought he had gotten out of his father's shadow, we learn at the very end, dun, 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 bad dad. What? Bad dad? Bat dad. Bat dad. Dun, 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 Bat dad. He's a vampire. <laughs> also, super 
cold-blooded, pun intended, for him to say the same line that he said when he found out his mom died. Yeah. Oh, my God. What I took know. You so long? That was <laughs> incredible. <laughs> this that guy's a real rude, asshole. That made rude. me like, I did a full body shake after yeah. reading that one. I was like, woof, man. Now you're going to have to like... <laughs> Follow your vampire dad around while yeah. he like belittles you. I'm just and... during the night, <laughs> yeah. right? I guess. And does his coworker know? Probably not. No, I would say no. I kind of liked how well, they made the eyes look yellow instead of red. She may know because she was helping him with the vampire story. The father. I would. I would think she'd be the first one out there digging into his grave, though, if she knew. That's true. You think she'd wait a few days on that? <laughs> well, she does know the patterns of them because she has that room where they all are at. Right. And she knows what times they wake up and yep. all that shit. And did they take him from that room? They did. Right? Who? The dad. When he initially got... Oh, wait. Are you talking... Okay. So the, the, the dad goes to Hell Hall, right? Yes. And then he gets killed. Yes. And is that where she takes him to? Is that the room? No, so from she has there, a different room. from there, they go to where they normally take bodies, which is where they're keeping the vampires in that like, um, who, who do you mean by when you say they, the morgue, the morgue, like the city morgue, yeah, because she works for the so morgue. So she has vampire bodies in the morgue, or the vampire yeah. bodies yes. are in Hell Hall. The vampire, the the vampires are in the morgue because she can contain them there. I thought they were in Hell Hall. That's they're they're, they're also okay. the loose vampires Aha. Yes. congregate at Hell Hall. Yeah, which I'm Perfect. thinking we're going to get some kind of like I Am Legend gang type yeah. vampire stuff. It makes sense. I'm sure there's freelance vampires who aren't so interested in the Hell Hall group. <laughs> right, because I mean, you, they've, they've obviously kept it under wraps for hundreds of years. Yeah. So they're going to have to know how to move within. Yeah. I love it. I love how there's like just like this secret subsect of like vampires. They're like kind of... Not really street thugs, but they're just like this underbelly of crime and whatnot. I think it's sweet. I think it's so awesome. I loved how he was getting chased by one, and he ran into a church, and the vampire couldn't chase him in there. The, mm-hmm. It did go kind of quickly to how he found that out, right, though? Like, I mean, it was like, I started on this case, and then all of a sudden, I find out this guy's name Seesaw, and he, he wants me to come to Hell Hall, and I know his real name, and like, I was like, that's some Yeah, he got like quick, a tip or something, didn't Quick he? detective work. I thought he got a, a phone call. He's just like, hey, you looking for Seesaw? He's going to be here in Hell Hall. Right, right. And the guy's like, okay. But how would he even have known who Seesaw was? Like, I don't know. That to me was like quick jump forward. But I was a little confused by that narrative piece there. When they were explaining what and who Seesaw was, Yeah. I was like, he said something about putting himself in the mind of so-and-so mm-hmm. known as Seesaw. Mm-hmm. And I almost thought for a second that the detective made up a character that was one of these vampires and put himself in the mind space of this like personality. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Which that's not that's totally not what happened, but right. when he was explaining who oh, it was, I, I was like, is that what he's trying to say? Cuz it doesn't go through so? any of the legwork that he did to kind of dis- dis- discover who this seesaw person was. It was no. just like Bam, I'm on the case, and I've already figured out the main ringleader yeah. of all these vampires in Hell Hall. What well, he wasn't goes he like by, a what missing, his name is. A missing child yes. case or something? Yeah. Okay. Man, yeah, there's a lot here to unpack. And... Yep. Oh, oh, 
I think I understand what you're saying. Yeah, he's like he was looking he for didn't the missing. Know. He did not know that that guy was a vampire guy no. at all. No. Oh. So he wasn't on that case yet. He was just looking for this missing kid. Mm-hmm. Knew that the missing kid's street name or whatever was, was Seesaw. Seesaw. And that makes was so much more Hell sense Hall. that he wasn't automatically connected to the ringleader of the yeah. vampires. Yeah. Automatically, he just he literally stumbled onto that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. I think that's how it happened. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it well, was I've right cracked there. this thing wide open. It was right there. Um, I loved specifically um, the father who's murdered, um, his narrative of the story leading up to his murder. Like, it's interesting to get, like, he, like having him being the one who's guiding you through this. Yeah tale post-mortem mm-hmm. and then the story picks up with his son's narrative immediately thereafter so in one case you have the um a little mislead on who you think the main character is going to be right from the get-go which i always love mm-hmm. and um additionally i think that's always a surprise when a character dies and they've been speaking the narrative to you and then there's also the commentary on his own death that was brilliant where he's just like how many times have we done this you and i staring down at that poor soul and he's like now here i am you know looking back at you like what like cruel fate is that and is he speaking from the casket since he's not dead that you think he's he's speaking from the beyond when he's narrating and you're just like oh he's dead yeah and then it turns out not quite so the narration, like, doubly makes sense. And it's a fake-out narrative two times. Yes, exactly right. So, so many fake-outs. Very clever. <laughs> yes. Very clever. Clever. <laughs> this was one of the art oh. styles that it um, it's so detailed and good that it almost pains me that this person has to churn out that amount of work mm-hmm. yeah. so quickly. Yeah. It just seems like it's such an undertaking, and I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Because it's beautiful. Yeah. But it, it's every once in a while I'll be like, God, they don't really have to do all that for us. Like, I mean, it looks great, but that's got to be so much work. Well, this artist is actually pretty um, apt for this book because he's worked on comics like 30 Days of Night and Hellboy and Abe Sapin, who those comics, well, one of them is specifically about vampires in Alaska and the other is supernatural goings on. So mm-hmm. I felt like that was a perfect mesh of creators for this story. And yep. there's a certain griminess to some of those books too that I think mm-hmm. is not gonna be like, I don't know, it kind of makes it more fun. Like you've got your Twilight vampires and then you've got like what this is gonna be. Do you know what I know? Right. Do you, do you know what I know? I know what you know. Do you? <laughs> and I know what you're saying. I, I'm glad. Um. So wait, the, so the, the author of this, this may be, is this their first foray, foray into... um comic books i don't think so because like they no. gave the long list of stuff at the end of the book and it was mostly like and i didn't read it <laughs> no, <I'm> <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> it was mostly like tv and movies and stuff and he i guess he wrote for the academy awards one year oh no kidding yeah like wrote like the jokes and stuff i guess like yeah like the banter that they do in the middle i'm pretty sure they all listed the big two at least in one project or another all right our writer was rodney barnes Rodney Barnes. But you're right. He did have a lot more TV. Yeah. He wrote for like Everybody Hates Chris. Mm -hmm. The run of the Falcon in 2017. That's right. That's probably. Secret Empire. uh, Secret. Yeah. Secret Empire. Brave New World. Number two. 
Okay, um, so that yeah. might be just a single issue. Star Wars Lando. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, so okay. Interesting. So sweet. This is great. <laughs> what, a, what a melding of minds here. This is like one of the best books. Cool take. <laughs> Um, I'm I'm really excited to see where this book goes. Do we know how long it's set to be? We don't. I don't. I didn't look into it. So some of the <laughs> <laughs> so, we don't definitively. Well, yeah. I didn't look into it. Yeah, it sounds like the from the reviews that were on the back of this book, which we'll note were like Chris Rock, Jordan Peele, uh, Brian K. Vaughn, heavy heavy hitters. Yeah, like prominent comic book and just cultural icons right um we're saying that this was like one of the best comics they've read in a long time and what like their favorite graphic novel ever blah 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 and so i think we're kind of led to assume that this is like a four or five issue minimum graphic not like minimum graphic novel yeah that has like a beginning and end just from the way those reviews read Mm -hmm. um like maybe they have previewed the whole yeah, story. Yeah, I think they've. Oh, had, I'm sure they I have. I think they had advanced copies, read everything. Maybe. Such a bitches. <laughs> <laughs> maybe to give like notes or something early on. Um, Which, if you've and, got like, love, those love, three people it. giving yeah. notes, if you I'm get Jordan be... Peele saying you you wrote a good horror, well, like see, it, oh boy, you are like, on the right track. Right. They were specifically speaking to the things that they have. They are huge in, so it was like even higher praise. Not just saying this was a really fun book or this was really scary take on this. It was like I do this thing very well, and I'm telling you, this is significant for this part right. alone. Yeah, right. And with Chris Rock doing the new Saw series, I mean, he's the king of horror. <laughs> What? That's a real thing. Oh no! They're re- they're revamping the Saw franchise. Uh, why? What? Hold on, Chris Rock is directing them. Uh, Comedian so... and actor. Okay, I love him. Yeah, he's great. I do not care for the Saw movies. I do not need more yeah. Saw movies. Nobody does. How many were there? Too many. It was like now that's what I call Saw. <laughs> Now that's what I call horror porn. Sixteen. <laughs> that's all those fucking movies. I were. did a hey, whole you guys, you guys paper see on someone, horror uh, porn. Uh, cut their foot off. Pay eight bucks. Watch this guy chop off something. So not interested in it. No, I'm it's good. not teaching me anything that Black Mirror couldn't. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully they hopefully they become more intellectual thrillers than. I think that's what they're going for. Anticipation of gore. It was yeah. it was announced after like Jordan Peele had gotten some real critical acclaim for mm-hmm. his movies, and I think Chris Rock was like, "Well, I can kind of do that with the Saw stuff." And the people who make Saw were just like, "Okay, yeah, please. we enjoy money." Yep. We have been <laughs> we have been rolling down a long, long hill for a long time with yeah. this franchise. Yeah, and no snow was collecting on this snowball. <laughs> All the snow has fallen off. Yeah. But no one stopped us, so yeah. hop on. Let's put the rock back on top of the mountain uh-huh. and roll it back down, see what we get. The rock back on the mountain? Yeah. Chris Rock. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't end it better than that. Nope. Nope. A Chris Impossible. Rock pun. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys next week. Bye.
This has been another episode of First Issue Club. We are a proud member of the Fountain City Frequency family of podcasts. Our music is provided by Primary Color Music. We are recorded in KCUR Studios. You can find us, rate us, friend, and follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, email, and your favorite listening platforms at First Issue Club, F-I-R-S-T. I'm good. I'm all right. Okay. Long December, and <laughs> I'm the crow, and you killed my dad. <laughs> now I'm chasing you down, or am I? Who knows? Maybe the sequel will be better than the last. <laughs> the last. I think it should. <laughs> 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 <laughs>